the darkness at thy speaking it was done. Welcome to sermons from Zion Lutheran Church of Gwinner, North Dakota. Zion Lutheran Church is committed to the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 19th chapter. When Jesus drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For the day will come upon you when your enemies will set up barricades around you and surround you and hem you in on every side and tear you down to the ground, you and your children within you. And they will not leave one stone upon another in you, because you did not know the time of your visitation. And he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold, saying to them, It is written, My house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. And he was teaching daily in the temple. The chief priests and the scribes and the principal men of the people were seeking to destroy him, but they did not find anything they could do. For all the people were hanging on his words. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. It would have been an amazing sight to see, my friends. The palm branches were waving, people were shouting with joy Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus, he rode right into their midst that Palm Sunday long ago. Now, it might surprise us to hear that in the midst of those shouts of praise and all the waving of those palm branches and all that excitement of that day, it might surprise us to hear that there were tears running down Jesus' face. I'm not talking about those emotional tears, tears of greatness that come when a person witnesses a joyful wedding or the birth of a child. No, these tears were different. They were tears that were taken up by Jesus, tears that came down his holy face, tears that were not coming from a euphoric moment, but tears that were coming due to grief and pain. Yes, the tears were due to grief and pain and agony, the kind of tears that come forth during the midst of a funeral. But why the tears of pain? And why that day? He was indeed drawing near to the place of his death at Jerusalem. However, these tears of Jesus coming down his holy face, and this agony, this audible, loud crying that Jesus was enduring as he approached the city of Jerusalem, were not for himself. Indeed, they were not for himself. They were for the people of Jerusalem. Yes, the people of Jerusalem. You see, as Jesus rode on that donkey towards Jerusalem, he saw a dreadful sight, a city that would reject him. Yes, as he looked upon the city of Jerusalem, he saw a city that would discard him and the gospel, casting it aside. He saw a city that would cast off true peace, and true forgiveness. He saw a city that had a hard heart. 
Tragically, this was the pattern that Jerusalem had set for herself throughout the many previous generations. As we know, the prophets of the Old Testament came to Jerusalem to turn her from her sins, to turn the people from their false worship, to turn them from the lies of the evil one. But as we know, the people refused. Instead, they sought to establish their own righteousness and dismiss the words of the prophets, oftentimes persecuting the prophets. The same was true for that Palm Sunday long ago as well. The people of Jerusalem would reject Jesus with that grace and peace that he would bring, which would result in this beautiful city seeing destruction. That is to say, judgment. That is right, the city of Jerusalem would soon endure a great destruction by the Roman Empire. Fires raging in the streets, children being slaughtered under the feet of soldiers, stones falling and slaves being carried off, all because of their rejection of Jesus. Yes, Jerusalem would soon see complete and total destruction because of the rejection of the Messiah who was riding right into their midst. And this, my friends, is why Jesus wept. He wept because of the future destruction. He wept because of the spiritual rejection, the lack of repentance, and their hard-hearted deaf ears to the gospel. He wept because of their hardness of heart. Now, contrary to what many people might believe about God, God does not take pleasure in the death of the wicked. He is not pleased when the unrepentant refuse to turn from their sinful ways and sink their own selves into death. But rather the Lord, yes, the Lord wants all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth of the gospel. But then again, as we know, humanity has acquired a taste for rebellion and sin. Yes, humanity resists the Holy Spirit. Humanity desires not to be saved by the Sovereign Lord. Humanity desires to be autonomous, independent, and free. And so humanity runs, yes, humanity runs and rejects the Son of God. And so with this in mind, we can begin to understand why Jesus wept. You see, the tears of Jesus, they show us compassion. They show us grief. They show us concern. He wept for this unrepentant city of Jerusalem. And he weeps for those today who continue in their sin, just like Jerusalem. Indeed, the Lord has sorrow for those who refuse to repent and those who rush carelessly forward into the judgment of God, a judgment that no one can survive. But maybe the Lord would not have to weep and mourn over humanity. If only he did away with that judgment stuff and hell and wrath, if we could just somehow get rid of that. You see, there's a temptation in each and every one of us that wants God to simply do away with the existence of the fires of hell and all that talk about judgment and wrath that makes us so uncomfortable. It is true, the sinful nature inside of each and every one of us would love to do away with the uncomfortable idea of wrath and judgment and hell. In fact, my friends, believe it or not, their entire denominations, yes, entire church denominations that attempt to actually do this, they refuse to mention things like judgment and wrath 
For they assume that in the end, a loving God will send no one to hell. However, if this is true, that there is no such thing as hell, and if a loving God would never judge anyone, then the tears of Jesus make no sense. Why would Jesus cry, and why would he mourn if everything will be all right in the end, regardless of what anyone thinks or does? If there is no judgment, and if there is no wrath, then God's call to repentance is meaningless, and Jesus' tears are for nothing. In fact, if there's no judgment, and if there's no such thing as wrath, and there's no such thing as hell, then we do not need to bother with God's warnings, and we can freely persist in our sins. We can eat and drink, and we can be merry without any cares in the world. And Jesus, well, you know what? Jesus, you should just suck it up. Suck up your tears and be happy. But of course, if we listen to God's voice in the Bible, all this kind of thinking is not an option. It really isn't. It is not an option. Dear friends, it is true that the Bible reveals a God who is patient and loving and full of mercy. However, the Bible also shows us that we have a God that does not overlook continual rebellion. Even though it comes across as politically incorrect, the Bible reveals a God who will punish and destroy in the end. But keep in mind, he will punish and he will destroy with tears in his eyes. So what does all this mean for us? What does it mean for us today, though? Although our gospel reading is showing us the Lord's sorrow and judgment over unrepentant Jerusalem, it is also a warning, yes, it is a warning to us today. That is right, when we despise God's word as being too intrusive to our lives or when we disregard God's word by just turning a deaf ear to it, well, we've fallen into the same pit, the same trap, the same condition of Jerusalem You see, when we take God's word for granted, we have placed ourselves right into the same place as hard-hearted Jerusalem. And with hard-hearted Jerusalem, there is a punishment that will most certainly come. No one, I repeat, no one who despises God's word will escape his judgment and escape this wrath and hell. Even though this is difficult to hear, it is true even though this causes us to squirm in our pews. It is the reality of how things work. So dear friends, beware when you hear God's word and and when you walk out of the church thinking something such as this, all that talk of judgment is just a bunch of hogwash. Beware when you hear God's word and you say to yourself, well, that word of law is just too oppressive and just too strict. God is surely not that serious, for he has lightened up in the 21st century. Beware when you hear God's word, and you mumble to yourself, Well, God, he will send nobody to hell, because he is a loving God. Besides, it is not right for anyone to be judged. Beware. Yes, beware when you hear God's word, and you say to yourself, I'm just fine the way that I am. I don't need Christ as a crutch. I don't need the church or anything to hold me up. I can do it all on my own. Yes, beware, because God will not be mocked. He does not wink at sin. He will not forget. Rejecting, despising, disregarding God's word is no joking matter. Nothing to be taken lightly. 
Therefore, dear friends, repent. Yes, repent. Repent of disregarding and despising God's word and taking it for granted. Repent of not trusting God's word. Repent of sin and thought, word, and deed. And as you repent, know that Jesus' tears are for you and me too. Yes, his tears are over your sin and mine, over our rebellion, over our hard hearts and our deaf ears. In other words, let us cry with Jesus over our sin and over our rebellion together. Let us cry with Jesus over our hard hearts and our deaf ears. Together with Christ, let us mourn our sinful condition and beat our chest, saying, Lord, be merciful to me, the chief of sinners. And in the midst of all the tears, we must pause and we must hear just how crazy all of this rebellion and all this stubbornness really is. You see, when Jesus was weeping for Jerusalem, he was actually on the way to endure the judgment and wrath of God against the sins of Jerusalem. He was on his way to the cross. In other words, the judgment and the wrath and the hell that we so deserve, the judgment and wrath and hell that Christ weeps about, is the very judgment and wrath and hell that fell right upon him. As he hung on that cross, for you and for me and the entire human race. My friends, how crazy is it for us to neglect the Lord Jesus Christ in his word? For he has done everything. I repeat, absolutely everything for our salvation. He despises our sin more than we could ever despise that sin ourselves. He cares for us more than we care for ourselves. He loves us more than we could ever love ourselves. And he considers it all worthwhile. Dear baptized saints, the Lord longs to simply gather you unto himself in repentance and faith because he does not desire your destruction. Indeed, humanity was not created for destruction. You were not created for annihilation. And so Jesus' tears are evidence of his compassion for each and every single one of you. His love for you. Yes, dear baptized saints, Jesus went to Jerusalem to bleed and to die and to rise to welcome you home with tears of joy. And all of this is why he is your true Lord and Savior. He is the Savior that we do not deserve, but the very Savior that we certainly possess. He is the one who cares for you and has made you his own. He is the one who preserves you. He has preserves you and will keep you to the end of the age, protecting you from wrath and hell and judgment by his work on the cross in your place. Today, the Lord comes to you not with wrath and judgment and hell, but with forgiveness, life, and salvation. Yes, he reaches out to you to give you the gift of repentance, to give us the gift of repentance, to beat our chest and to confess our sins, and he gives us the gift of faith to hear with open ears, to see with open eyes the good gift of forgiveness, life, and salvation. And as he does this, he cries out, now is the acceptable time, now is the day 
of your salvation. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit Zion Lutheran Church's website at www.zionwinner.org. The Lord bless and keep you.